We'd like to welcome everybody to today's podcast, Rise Up with Orion. This is our new podcast here at Orion, and we're excited for everyone listening today. The word Orion means to rise up and engage in your own health, and that's our goal here at Orion, is to help people rise up and engage in their own health. And as part of that, we have started this podcast to help bring about a lot of different presenters from around the United States to share their expertise with us and their passion for wellness. And today we have with us Kylie Miranda. Kylie is actually one of our greatest assets here at Orient, and we were so excited to have her join us. We have a lot of different presenters come, and we just couldn't let a month go by without using Kylie as one of our presenters. So Kylie, just to tell you a little bit about her, and then I'm just going to turn the reins over. She is a um, a lover of softball. I think is probably that's one of my favorite things about her. When when I was learning more about her details, um, she loves softball. She coaches softball ages five to eighteen, and you've done that, Kylie, for like eight years. I think you told me. Um, right. So currently, I'm coaching over at Riverton High School. But throughout my years, I've coached from ages 5 to, to 18. So it's been, I get a little bit of everything, and I love all of it. Oh, my gosh. So, person, just quick. My girls play soccer. They also play softball every year. Okay. Because I just want them to be softball players. So every year, I'm like, <laughs> I put you guys in softball. They're like, okay. Anyway, I want them to catch the bug. And my husband and I will sit and watch college softball all the time. Just oh, my gosh. That is fun stuff. So were you a softball player? No. <laughs> okay, okay. I couldn't even play on, like, a co-ed team because I would embarrass myself. But I love oh, wow. watching it, and I wish I played. I think I'm trying to relive through my kids or something. <laughs> Which isn't always a horrible thing, encouraging great activities. I, I support know. it. Well, and it is one of those sports people do into adulthood, which I love. Some yes. things like, I don't know, cheerleading, you don't really do when you're older, but softball right. is one that you can carry through your adult years. And you did that. I might have watched you because you played college softball as well, right? Four years Correct. as a college softball player. Mm -hmm. And then you also worked what in the athletic department as a trainer with some yes. of the other yep. coaches. Yep. Yeah. No, it's, awesome. it's been in my life forever, and a funny story real quick, my husband, I, we, I met my husband playing um, church softball, so it was kind of like a full world, like a full circle for me. I started playing when I was like seven, and I met my, my husband playing softball, so I was like, this is why I started. This, this is, is it. This is the whole reason why? it all came to fruition. <laughs> I never would have met my guy without it. Yeah. That's great. That is so fun. So fun. Well, while Kylie was at college playing uh, college softball, she also learned about, earned a bachelor's degree in health promotion, human performance. Did I say that correctly? It's such a mouthful. It's like human performance management with a minor in health promotion. Okay. Fancy for exercise science, basically. Basically, yes. And I think that's great. And what a good field. And that's what you're here to share your expertise with us about, too, is actually exercise science and the, the details surrounding that. So uh, Kylie is a personal trainer and has been training for several years. And then she's also a competitor in figure competitions, which is so fun and so outside of my comfort zone. And I love Same. that you do that. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Same. Yeah. So tell me about that really quick. Like your first, uh, your first figure competition. What was that like for you? Okay. So I've always been such a tomboy, like not dressy uppy, like hair, makeup, all that stuff. So actually it was two days ago was my year mark of my first show. So March 9th of 2019. 
And I remember just putting on those high heels and because as a figure competitor, you wear like this shimmery bikini basically. And to just kind of give you a, a, a rundown of what it is, is you walk out on stage and coaches basically judge, sorry, judges, ba like judge your, you know, your bodies and who has a better body basically. So you're like, okay, this is going to be fun. Why am I doing this again? <laughs> but it was so nerve wracking, but such an adrenaline rush. But when I was finished, it was such an incredible experience to be like, you did something that was so outside of your comfort zone. And the one thing that did give me the benefit was I actually like tried to practice, like practicing posing and visualizing that stage presence presence definitely helped me out in that scary situation. Well, I think that is just super terrific. I actually had a friend ask me one time, do you want to join a figure competition with me? And I was like, Oh, Oh Nelly. So I went down uh -huh. and said, no, thanks. So I'm super <laughs> impressed that you did it. You. And, and the fact that you have the know-how when you're like, okay, I really want to develop this, this muscle group, or I want to get stronger here. Or I need to, you know, adjust my diet to get leaner because that of course matters or you can't see the muscle. Exactly. Um, you have and the finding, yeah, totally. And finding the, the balance of having a healthy relationship with your food and going into it because, because you're being so specific with, with the macronutrients that you're putting in your body, it can be hard mentally, but it definitely helps if you look at food as food is fuel when you're reaching towards this goal. And the, the main reason why I wanted to do this was I wanted to see what my body was capable of in this life, right? We only have one life to live and I just wanted to see my very best. And I'm do I'm, and this is where I wanted to try and figure out physically is like, what is my body physically? Where is its very best? What is its most elite version? And along with doing that, like I try and do it in all aspects of life, you know, mentally, emotionally, physically, or spiritually and all, all, all those different areas. But this is that one area, the physical area, that's definitely super tough. Well, I think that's great. You actually reminded me of this quote I read the other day that I thought was super inspiring. And it said, I want to look back and say to myself, I can't believe I did that instead of saying, right. I wish I would have done that. So <laughs> and you did true. that, right? You took that scary step and you'll probably later, you'll be some old lady and you'll be like, I can't believe I did that. And that's so cool. <laughs> that's a beautiful quote. It's so true. I mean, you might as well try not have regrets, right? I mean, things are scary that are outside of your comfort zone, but that's where you grow. That's where you, you learn and, and develop these different skills and de develop these different outlooks. It's just so important to the growth process. Well, I love, I love your example and the fact that you share that with us because I think we all have things that are a little bit scary to us or goals that are outside our comfort zone or goals that totally. are a little beyond our reach. And we can, like I said, we have one life to live and we can, you know, go for it. Just try to reach it. And I think that's what you're going to help us with today as we talk about right. training because this is the time <laughs> of year we start thinking about getting outside of our comfortable houses because the weather gets better and our yes. are up. And so. Yes. Great time of year. We love it. Perfect. So Perfect. Great. Well, then I'm just going to let you jump into the presentation you've planned. And, and of course, I'll interrupt and we'll, we'll gab a little throughout it. But thank you so much for being Perfect. here and, and teaching us a little bit about uh, our spring training. Perfect. Yeah. So basically, my intentions today is to 
teach you a little bit about heart rates and then to hit the topic of high intensity interval training, also known as HIT, along with steady state training, comparing the two, and then last but not least, how do we fit it all into our day? How do we figure out how to plan it all out? It can be super overwhelming at times, so I'm gonna hit on that. All right, so first off, how we find our resting heart rate, the reason why we find our resting heart rate is just to give us a general idea of where our health is with our with our heart health, of what we can we can learn and what we can understand. So if you're trying to find your heart rate in general, what you're gonna do is you're gonna take your index finger and your middle finger and you're gonna place it over the inside of your wrist, so right, right beneath your thumb, okay? You're going to feel a little, little heartbeat there right above your artery, you're gonna put a little pressure there and you'll feel that heart rate. What you're gonna do is you're gonna count that for 30 seconds, and then that number that you get within that 30 seconds, you're gonna multiply it by two. And that's gonna give you your resting heart rate. So just to give you like a general idea of like how to get your heart rate in general, but along with finding that resting heart rate. An easier way, I prefer, you can do it that way, the manual way, or you can ha have a wearable device. I personally love my Apple Watch, people wear Fitbits, Google Fits, or there's also chest heart rate monitors, which can be found on Amazon or any other sports store. So a normal heart, uh, a normal resting heart range typically goes from between 60 and 100 beats per minute. And if you're, if, if you're somebody who might be more active or more of an athlete, then that number is going to be a little bit lower. So it's going to be about 40 beats per minute. As low. It can look as low as 40 beats per minute. And the reason why it's good to know that is just to be aware of your heart health. And, and as you're pushing yourself during exercise, it gives you an idea of where you can push yourself. So the next heart rate that I'm going to discuss about is finding your max heart rate. An easy way to find that max heart rate is by taking the equation 220 minus your age, and that equals your heart rate. So I am 27, and 220 minus 27 gives me 193. So my max heart rate is going to be 193, 193 beats per minute. So that just gives me an idea of how hard I can push my heart rate. And as I am doing my exercises, that's just going to be my, okay, this is 100% effort. This is where my heart rate is going to be at. And so as we start looking into our high-intensity interval training, that's where knowing your max heart rate is going to come in handy. So when you're doing high-intensity interval training, which is basically short bursts of intense exercise alternating with low-intensity recovery periods, and that can range between 12 and 20 to 30 minutes, depending on your, your fitness level, it can definitely vary. And so... For me, as my max heart rate is 193, I try and hit my intense bursts. I try and get my heart rate between 160 and 190. And then for my recovery, my recovery heart rate ranges, I try to be between 130 and sorry, 120 and 130. So just to give you an idea of where that kind of for for me, 27 athlete, I am I try to stay active. It gives me that area range of where I can try and be at. And so uh, next, an example of HIT would be, you can, for example, you could do a bike ride 
that's what I personally love to do because I can I can do my reading as I'm cycling. But when I when you're doing your cycling, you're gonna go for a minute and a half of a sustained pace, so that moderate pace. And I'm gonna try and keep my heart rate in that area for one and a half minutes. And then for 30 seconds, I'm gonna go all out my high intensity, high vigorous intensity, and that's gonna bump my heart rate up. And then I'm gonna alternate between those two time amounts for the full exercise time. And so as you're doing those exercises, um, you're gonna notice your heart rate rise and fall. And that's what we that's what's so beneficial of HIT is it causes your heart rate to to push itself, but also learn how to recover and try to become in a homeostasis homeostatic way. Homeostasis just means to, you know, become at normal ranges. And so that's your what your body is always trying to do is come back to homeostasis. Kylie, can I ask you a question here? Please. So if I'm doing a minute and a half of low to moderate exercise, right? So say I'm on the bike and I'm in my lower heart rate zone and I'm doing a minute and a half and then I go all out for 30 seconds. So I'm going from breathing pretty comfortably to huffing and puffing. Correct. Do I need to be able to bring my breathing or my heart rate back down to that same level before I do the next peak or I, I guess personally I find I don't always drop back low enough and as the workout continues my heart rate tends to to creep if that makes sense and that's totally gonna happen because your heart rate your heart is warming up and so it's like oh we're doing a hard exercise and so it's like okay so we need to beat a little bit faster so it is gonna do that but it's always going to drop a little bit every time you're in your rest of state, but you don't necessarily need to drop to that, that range as long as it's dropping. Makes sense. The area. Yeah. Cause you know, you're resting cause it's not so hard. Right. So you're like, okay, that <laughs> yes. felt good. Even if your heart rate didn't quite drop, you know, it felt like a rest and you're ready to go again. Exactly. So and when that rest is over, you're like, Oh, ready? It's done. Okay. Here we yeah. Go. Time never moves so fast. And when you're in the resting state of a hit. Exactly. Exactly. So it's a bittersweet because it's quick, and but it's sour because it's really hard. <laughs> so it's good and bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. All right. The next thing that I wanted to kind of hit on was just some different ideas. You can literally do a hit with running, walking, cycling, stair stepper, elliptical, whatever you want to do, you can incorporate that hit movement. Um, and you can also change the time allotted as well. So you could do a 30 second hard, 30 second rest. You could do a minute hard, minute rest, or you can just kind of play around with it and just see what's going to challenge you and what's going to maybe be a comfortable area for you, but still challenging yourself. Uh, a next hit idea, a hit focus that you could do is something called Tabata. And Tabata is basically 20 seconds doing a movement with a 10 second rest for a set of five to seven times. It kind of depends on what you want to do, but that's typically the range. So say I'm doing push-ups for my exercise and I'm doing 20 seconds of push-ups and then I rest for 10 seconds. And then I do that alternation for seven times. So it ends up being a few minutes in that movement. And then you can just pick a handful of different exercises. And so it's more of an exercise based hit versus 
like a cardio focus. So like a cardio focus. So it kind of just gives you a variety in that hit exercise. So Kylie, I love the Tabata workout and I, I personally like to use a Tabata timer, like an app that I downloaded. Um, yes. so I don't have to keep time. But mm -hmm. one of the things I like about it is like, if I were to do a push, uh, push ups to a mm -hmm. round of Tabata, um, I something about knowing I can't stop till it beeps keeps me pushing harder than if I was just doing it on my own, right? It's like, come on, beep, beep, yes. you know? And so I'll hit well, play or yep. start and do those yep. push-ups till, till the timer tells me. And then of course, you know, um, by the end you're, you're fried, but it's, it's such a great way to add a little structure without having yes. to add a lot of brain work to a workout too. Yes. That's a big deal for sure. And like you said, you can do apps. There's a timer on your phone. There's a Tabata timer specifically app, like you were saying. So if that's something that any of you guys are interested in, definitely down I'm sure there's a free app somewhere and it's just super helpful to take the mind work out of it so that you can push yourself and just have kind of that, that coach beeping in your ear of when to go and when to stop. So I love that. That's super great. Okay. So the next thing that I want to talk about is steady state training. Steady state cardio focus on, focuses on maintaining a consistent low to moderate intensity work rate. So when you're doing like your jog for a mile, your run for a mile, your cycling, swimming, whatever it may be, your heart rate should range for a moderate pace between 50 and 75% of your max heart rate. So my max heart rate is about 193. And when I'm doing my moderate intensity, I probably stay between 120 and like 130, 140. But if I'm trying to be, have it to be a more vigorous exercise, I try and be between 140 and 160. So it's not that full 100, but it's still pushing me somewhat. Steady state training is super beneficial for like doing training for races, endurance training. It's super great stress reliever because you can kind of unplug from life and you know go on your walk go on your hike go on your run whatever it may be and you can kind of disconnect from the world and and bubbles up bows and endorphins so it's really awesome and comparing the two with high intensity interval training and steady state training so hit when you're doing hit you're use it's called using an anaerobic, so without oxygen, which is fueled by a quicker fuel source, which is carbohydrates. So the way that I remember this one is your body in a, is in a state of, I am working so hard, I need the quickest fuel source possible, and typically that's your carbohydrates. And that's, your body is burning a lot more calories in a shorter period of time when you're doing it. When you're doing steady state cardio, it requires oxygen and it requires oxygen to provide that ATP, which is that energy fuel source to provide that movement. And that's fueled, fueled by fat. And so your body is in a state where it's like, okay, I can sustain this for a little bit. And so it feeds off of the, that fat, fat, that fat fuel stored in your body. So that's kind of the difference to kind of give you an idea of where it's at. So steady state and hit, you're going to still burn the same amount of calories at some points, but steady state, you're typically going to be a little bit longer amount of time and hit's going to be a little bit shorter. Okay, Kylie, I got a question on this one. Yes. So 
say I want to lose fat. That's my okay. goal. Okay. I want to burn fat. Then this sounds like I should just do steady state. Correct? Which yes, that would definitely be helpful, but that's something that's hard for people because it can be such a long period of time. So in the end, losing weight means you need to burn more calories than you're putting in your body. And so if you're still burning those calories, either way, steady state or hit, you can still get that result of losing that body fat. Um, but that's just the fuel source that your body uses, but it'll just take longer. Does that make sense? Definitely. So I can, I can lose weight going for a really long walk or I can lose fat, I should say, or I could burn mm -hmm. fat doing a 30 minute hit. Either way, they're going to burn. I don't know if it's comparable calories for the time I just said, but either right. way, they're going to burn a certain amount of calories. Correct. And that's ultimately what needs to happen. For exactly. To really exactly. lose weight. The only difference when it comes to the fat and the carb sources is the chemical reaction that's happening in your body. It uses that fat source or it uses that carb source in that body, not necessarily what's going to burn. Like you're not going to lose body fat in that aspect. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's just interesting because, you know, a lot of us are looking at fat burns who are like, right. Oh, I got to keep my heart rate low. And I don't know if that is, that's why I asked. Cause that's, Sounds That's like a it great makes question. Sense. <laughs> yes. But. Yeah, I totally see that angle. Yep. Okay. No, it totally makes sense. And and it can be confusing, but if you think about it in the work effort load, like when you're doing a hard hit, your body is burning some serious calories, right? And like I said before, to lose weight, you need to burn more than you take in. And when you're doing like a steady state cardio, it's not as challenging on your body most of the time. And so you're not going to typically burn as many calories. But if it's the same, if it's a long period of time and a shorter period of time with HIT, it could equal out. It just depends on how much time you have to do those different exercises. Okay. So if you're like, I got 30 minutes of, I can work out for 30 minutes and I want to the most bang for my buck, I probably should choose HIT if I'm yeah, really trying to lose I would. Yeah. And, and then mix it up too. It, you could do a steady state cardio, but hit on the more vigorous side of steady state versus the moderate. And you can still get a, a decent calorie. Yeah. Burn. Like a vigorous steady state could burn right. quite a bit of calories too. Yes. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Last but not least, how do we get all this into our week? How do we do our cardio? How do we lift? How do we do yoga? How do we make sure that we're stretched? The most important thing that's helped me in my life is try to plan ahead. So the best thing I ever did for myself was buy a passion planner and have a calendar. And I literally write down each of the days that I am doing my exercises. That way I have set a set date for myself to do those exercises. And that's just the first step of helping you making sure you get those things done. And by having those plans, you can kind of break it down a little bit as you're you know, planning your week out, like on Sunday night or whatever day works best for you. And you can be like, okay, so for 20 minutes, I'm doing my cardio. And then for the, you know, 20 more minutes I'm, or 30 minutes, I'm going to work my upper body or however much time that you have. 
but I'm also going to include my warm-up and my stretching and whatever rehab I need to do for that muscle group. So having a plan is going to set, set yourself up for success. The second thing that I want to hit on there is being intentional with your movements. So if we can make that mind-muscle connection when we're moving those muscles, so say we're doing a bicep curl, just being so focused on getting that full range of motion, full extension, and curling your arm up so you get a great contraction with your bicep curl. The key there is not trying to throw up the weight, but making sure you're contracting the muscle. And if we can contract the muscle correctly, it's gonna give you that that long muscle belly, that strong muscle belly, and it's gonna give you those results that you're looking for, along with keeping some joint mobility, full range of motion, it's gonna be super helpful. So those are two things that I feel like have really set me up for success when it comes to exercise, is setting a plan and being intentional with my movements is when you're gonna get the most results. That, that is such great information for us because really we all have, like I said, this list of things we wish we would do <laughs> and you're yes. really never going to do them unless you like get it pinned down. So you said something I was like, that's new to me. What the heck is a passion planner? <laughs> so they have their own Instagram. You can Google them. They're on Amazon. So passion planner is just, they have several different kinds, but the passion planner that I have, it starts out with. The very first few pages, it has you sit and do a brainstorm of like your goals, what you want to accomplish in your lifetime, three years, one year, three months, and then just kind of helps you break down how to accomplish those different goals. And then throughout the planner, it has a monthly calendar, and then it also has a weekly calendar, which gives you 30 minute increments of what you're going to do throughout your day. And so that helps me kind of break down my day a little bit more specifically. And then it also, my, my other favorite part for emotional and mental, it has on the side, it says good things that happened to me today. So it has a really good spot for reflection and it has a positive quote and a goal to help you work towards each, each week and so, and how to set your intentions. So it's amazing. If you like planners, I highly recommend the passion planner. It has been one of my most favorite things to sit and reflect on how I'm working, how I'm doing in my life and how I could better organize my so oh my gosh that I so I'm not a planner and I'm a child of like the 90s when planners were cool and I never owned one but that sounds so <laughs> exciting I'm gonna have to check it that is. out because I love yes. I guess as I as I get more mature I realize how beneficial that writing it down having a plan and we get overwhelmed by big goals right we have big so goals yes. and we need to break them down and make it manageable and like 30 minutes today I can do that and then you exactly. make it happen that's so great yeah. yeah goals can definitely be overwhelming but if we can figure out what's our biggest motivator and connect emotion with it and then just take it one bite at a time and know that you're going to fail, but those failures are there to learn. And then how you react is honestly the key there is, am I going to let it push me down and keep me down? Or am I going to get back up and get better at this? So, so much wisdom in what you just said. We'll have to rewind that last 10 seconds over <laughs> and over because you're, you're exactly right. You're exactly right. So Kylie, thank you so much for sharing this with us. You've said so much um, great information that we can use to, you know, rise up. Like we said, I hope so, yeah, help. absolutely. 
yeah, jump into your favorite spring sport, your favorite activity, whatever fitness goals you have. Um, yes. Jump right in and get going on them. Use a passion planner. <laughs> yes. Plan your life, time management, do it. Yes, it's so so critical for our success. So thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And thanks everyone for listening. We will be uh, posting our next podcast on April 11th. So uh, tune in for that, watch for that. And otherwise um, we will uh, sign off for today. But thanks again, Kylie, for all you. Thank you. Have a stellar day. Okay. Talk to you later. Yeah, bye-bye. Bye.